Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. And uh, God bless you. You may be seated. Last week we started a series called Create. Create. And so the first message of the series we actually called Create. And so, um, and we, we kind of learned just a little brief recap, and that is we learned last week that if we're going to have God do something great in our lives, that it is going to take a cleaning first. It's going to take a kind of a place where there, we create void for Him to work. And so um, last week we asked the church to go with us on a seven-day journey uh, with fasting and prayer and, and seeking the face of God. Of course, Wednesday night played into that. And um, again, you showed up in record numbers, and I thank you for that. And, and, um, and, and so we, we, we've had a week of creating void, even in my own life, um, doing that, trying to apply that in my life. And, and, um, and, and it's been rich for me, and I hope it has been rich for you in the last seven days, creating that space for God to work, for God to create something and do something unique and powerful in our lives. Psalms chapter 51, Psalms 51 verses 1 or through uh, 10 through 11 reads as this, create in me, create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Say that with me out loud, would you with me? Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and so we stopped last week, and then we, we, that's where we stopped last week on creating God a, a clean heart, that void, creating that space for God to create something in my life, do something in my life. Then we move on, and we begin to put a new... Uh, put new merchandise on the shelves. We've, we've created a void. We've cleaned. And now we need new merchandise on the shelf. We, we need God to start adding back what he's helped us to clean out and create that void. And so the rest of that verse I open up to you today is creating me a clean heart, O oh God. And then David says, and renew. Say it with me. Would you do that, please? And renew a right spirit within me. Amen? Somebody say it with me again. And renew a right spirit within me. That's, that's beautiful. And so I want to focus today on the subject of renew. Renew. Uh, putting some things back on the shelf. And new, new is nothing new for us believers. We, people who have been believers, the word new is something that has been a part of our vocabulary and life and the life change we've experienced. And we've experienced a new birth that's talked about in 1 Peter 1 and 3. We've, we've, in Christ, we are a new creation. Uh, we are in a new covenant. We look forward one day to a new heaven and a new earth, and when you're redeemed and saved, you're going to sing a 
new song, Revelations 5 and 9. How many of you could testify of the day that God made in your heart something new? Can I get a witness? God did something new in you. You were an old, broken down spirit and a, that the world had done its damage on and you had done it the Frank Sinatra way. You had done it your own way. And all of a sudden, you turned your life over to God and he started doing something new. If you remember that day, would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? He deserves that today. He did something new in you. So I want to jump into a story. It's Samuel. Uh, Samuel is a, is, is a prophet that was commanded to choose a king, and he went out looking for this king, and he made it clear that God looks upon the heart and not upon the outward, and so he is looking for a heart, and there's a particular kind of heart that he's looking for, and so he went to uh, um, uh, this man's house, and, and, and uh, like 11 boys walked in of uh, this man's son, and, and uh, this man th that were his children, and walked in, and he didn't choose one of those, and he says, man, something is missing, I'm looking for something, you've brought me the men with the greatest stature and ability and muscles and looks, but, but there, there's something missing that I'm hunting for. And so he lays his hand, eventually lays his hand, and pours the anointing oil over a ruddy little teenage boy full of pimples that walks in that is just the runt of the crew, and his name is David. And Samuel anoints him, and the reason there is an anointing on him is because in that man, he finds a man after God's own heart. He finds a man that there is something new about him. There is a man that, listen to this key statement, that has the right spirit. Is that all right? He finds in David a man that has a right spirit. But in the text that we just read a few minutes ago is that guy that was anointed, in that guy that had blessings, in that guy that was going to be king and all this stuff. And we read all throughout Psalms the writings of David. That's that guy, David, who was anointed that day. That man that had a right heart. That man that had a new heart, had a God heart, that God was doing something great in him. When we read the text, that is my text for this series, all of that good is not in this place at that time. In fact, if they'll put that scripture back on the screen for you today, he says this, create in me a clean heart. He's, there's a heart cry coming from David at this point, and the reason why David has found himself in a bad place. David one day was on top of uh, the, the place, his mansion, his castle, and he looked down over into the, his, his subjects' houses, and he sees the top of the houses around him, and he notices a beautiful lady bathing name. Oh, this is always funny to me that her name is Bathsheba. Come on, people. That's, that's Bible humor. You got to laugh. 
And, and he's looking at Bathsheba, and she's easy on the eyes, and it starts a process in David that gets nasty, that there's murder committed of, her, of that lady's husband named Uriah. And, and things get ugly. He takes Bathsheba. He commits adultery with her. I didn't tell you this was going to be a pretty story when we went in, but I needed to give you the context of what he's writing from. And then there is a prophet, and man, this prophet has a powerful name, one of the most powerful names in all of Scripture. His name is Nathan. Come on, give me a witness right there. There's a prophet named Nathan, and Nathan the prophet shows up at David's house and busts his chops. You can read it and determine what you want, but he didn't play games with David. Called David out on the sin that he is in, and David, this is the context, and go back and study your word, this is the context that Psalms 51 is written from. This is not after he killed a bear. This is not after he took down some great giant. This is in the middle of the toughest time of his life when he feels like he's walked away from God and his life is in a struggle, and he cries out to God like only David can, who is a great songwriter who is a great musician and he sings it he cries it whatever you want to say and he says this and I can't say it with the same passion that he did or I would blow your eardrums out but he I can hear him saying create in me you can hear it kind of come from his toes a clean heart oh God, and I preached about that last week, and then he goes to the next point of which I want to deal with today, and he says this, and renew a right spirit within me. I need you to create, I need you to help me create the void in my life for you to do something great in me, and now I need a renewal of the right spirit in me. In other words, what was once new, what Samuel once anointed, what was once right in my life, the spirit that I had in me that called me to God, that got my heart anointed, that touched my life, that I need you to give me a wake-up spirit. I need a renewal in the spirit of the Lord. Is that all right today? I need a renewal in my spirit. In other words, make me new again. Make me new again. Renew a, this text says, a right spirit. Another, another translation says a steadfast spirit. I want to key off that a little bit. Another one said a steady spirit. Different translations say different things, but King James is a right spirit. Renew a steadiness in, and, and, and I like to say it this, renew a steadiness in my everyday spiritual living. I've gotten somehow a little out of whack, and I need a renewal in the everyday spiritual living to give me balance. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. I, I know that every one of us, and I, I say this with no condemnation, but 
Every one of us know the feeling of being up one day and down the next. Uh, one week we're reading the scriptures. This week we were heavily fo focused on the scriptures and, and, and reading the scripture every day and being in your devotion and, you know, seven days of focus and then, and then you hit the next week, and I hope this doesn't happen to you. I pray it doesn't happen to you, but you hit the next week, and where you were on a spiritual high last week, boom, you hit a, you, you don't even pick up the Bible this week, and, and, and that's not what we're wanting, but you know that up and down, and, and up and down, and growing, grow, going up, and then coming back down like an elevator, and the Hebrew word for steadfast means to be firm. It means to be strong. It means to be immovable. And when David is asking God for is a kind of sureness, I need a steadfastness that will keep me from the rises and falls in my spiritual life. Sure, there's going to be ups and downs and moves and ebbs and flows, but I need you to balance me out in my relationship with you. I, I need something where I'm not one moment in adultery with Bathsheba and the next moment writing psalms and hymnals that will be changing people's lives. I need a balance. I need a steadfastness. David, David wants to resist temptation and not just one day and not just seven days, but every day, every day of his life. And he knows he cannot do that by himself. And so but with God, all things are possible. And so he's leaning into who he is and leaning into who God is. And David knows he has been cleansed. And he knows he's been forgiven. But he feels a need for something else, a steadfast spirit. I, I don't want my life to be like jello and living for God. I don't want to be up and down. I, 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 David cries out at one point. He said, I want to be like a rock. I want to be on something sure. And David, because David started out with a right spirit. And though the course of, through the course of success and promotions and financial blessings, I mean, he went from, uh, you know, on the side of the hill watching sheep to being the king in the castle and wealth and success and promotions and blessings. And somewhere in the process, he forgot the God of the process. Somewhere in the process, he lost the right spirit. He had a spirit. It was just the wrong one. And, and we might wonder, does it really matter if I have a right spirit or not? I mean, can I just show up on Sunday and do my deal and, but, but, but it's more than that. It's, it's that God gives you a heart transplant and there is a right spirit that comes upon you. It, it can make you or break you in your journey of faith. And, and even this, even in your expectation of the blessings of God. Because you may be expecting great blessings from God, but God doesn't want to bless a wrong spirit. And so your expectations are here, but your spirit may not be right. Let me give you the definition of right spirit. It's to stand proper in spirit. To stand proper in spirit. Let me flesh that out a little bit. Let me, let me say it this way. Just because things are done right 
does not constitute a right spirit. Well, Pastor, I'm just a good old boy. I, 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 I've got, you know, I, I, just, I, do, I just do things right. Well, that's, that's awesome, but you still may not have a right spirit. Or, or, or it, well, Pastor, you have to understand, I have correct theology. Man, that's awesome. Proud of you. That's wonderful. But that doesn't mean that you have a right spirit. Well, Pastor, I have biblical understanding that would max out uh, I, I could talk the Bible with anybody. I've heard, often heard people say, man, I've got to tell you this, this. There's this old boy at my work. He can, com- he, can, he can quote scriptures like crazy, but he lives like the devil. Y'all just thought of somebody. <laughs> Tons of biblical understanding, but not a right spirit. Listen to this. Your gossip, your gossip may be full of facts. But what kind of spirit do you have? What is your motive? What is your motive of your heart? Do you have the right spirit in you? The Bible <clears throat> talks pretty plainly about this to us Christians. And, you know, the, the Pharisees had great theology, a lot of biblical understanding. But they hung Jesus on the cross. And so what is, it's not just having all the dots of the I's, you know, there and the T's all crossed. It's do you have a right spirit in you? And, and, and you may operate in the spiritual gifts. There are nine spiritual gifts that we find in Corinthians. You may, you may be all in. You may be a niner. You may operate in all of the nine spiritual gifts and not have a right spirit. Can I preach to us today? Boy, it's quiet in the house today. I don't, I don't. So let me read a little text to you. Check this out. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And, and I want you to look at this. It says, boy, this is a text right here. This is the lovey chapter, okay. It says this. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. That sounds pretty good, right? But have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. I'm just, th- this is, this is, this is just, it's just, it's this. And it fades. It's gone. I have tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, heart, right spirit. Become a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. Look at next verse. It says this, and though I have the gift of prophecy. Man, people stand up and listen to me. I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith. Man, this guy is, this is the guy you want, right? And, and, and so that I could remove mountains. But have not love. I am nothing. Whew. Verse 3. And though... I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned, dude, this is big stuff. But I don't have love. 
it profits me nothing if my spirit's messed up. If there's no love, love, the core of who I am, some things, you may seem to accomplish much, but without a spirit, right spirit, you seem to accomplish nothing. No, we must contend for a right spirit. We cannot experience victory with a wrong, corrupted spirit. And by spirit, David, David means that inner person from, from which flow attitude and emotion and action. On the other hand, the generation that perished in the wilderness, the Bible says, were stubborn and rebellious. Psalm 78 and 8 says, they set not their heart a right. Hear it? They set not their heart a right. And their spirit was not steadfast with God. Wow. Talking about those stubborn folks in the wilderness. A right spirit is one that's constant. It's one that is steadfast and unmovable because it is rightly directed towards God and, and open to His presence. It stands firm in obedience and in faith and, and it worships God. David, David come up with this later. He said, my heart, boy, I'm so glad he found this. My heart is fixed, oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. The, this is a different sounding David at this point. My heart is fixed. I, and in the beginning, I, I want to I switch and lean into a little bit of last week and then tag in this. But in the beginning, the earth was without form and without what? Void. Empty. It was nothing. There was only darkness and there was only water. And moving over the waters... There is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. The breath of God. The of God. It's all in one Hebrew word called ruah. And so when you hear the breath of God, it's the ruah of God. It's the Spirit of God. It's the of God. And this word was later picked up in the English language, and maybe you haven't recognized it, and so I want to amplify it for a few minutes. But that ruah of God, the Spirit of God at creation that moved across the waters, that spoke things into existence and began to put the breath and the Spirit of God. It, it, creation takes place with God's Spirit and God's, the wind of His Spirit and the breath of God. And, and these things are moving over the waters and it changes everything. And, and we start getting English words come out of that Hebrew that starts sounding like this. And you'll recognize these words. Respiration. Respiration. <laughs> I'm slowing her down a little bit there. It's breathing in and out. Respiration. Breathing in and out. It means literally this. Respiriting. Respiration. Breathing in and out. Respiriting. And then we get the word like this, inspiration. Literally means inspiriting. It's the intake of breath. Inspire, inspiration. It's inspiriting. 
And in the church of living for God, as we live for God, we need a respiration. We need the breathing in and out. We need the respiriting in our own existence. That we become kind of old and stale with the things of God. And we need a... And we need the God to move back over the waters of our life and respirit our life and, and, and respirit us. And, and then we need inspiration. We need an inspiriting of our lives. We need, we need an intake of breath and all of these things. But if the spirit is coming in, there has to be an old spirit that moves out. So when I exhale, when I exhale, something else leaves my body, but something new comes in. And when you are, when you are re-spirited in your life, there has to be an exhale. There has to be something old move out. And what we did in this last week is we created the void. We exhaled. We exhaled. And something came out of us, and it moved out of, the, of our life. And so if there is a right spirit that needs to move in, there's equally a wrong spirit that can be in the house. And it produces all of the opposites of the right spirit. And David has the wrong spirit come over him when he looks at Bathsheba with lust. And, and David said, I have the wrong spirit in me. I, I, I've had the right spirit before. I, I remember those days. But I'm asking you, God, again to renew, renew the right spirit within me. And that's where I like this word, expiration expiration. The Spirit leaves our bodies and returns from which it came. Something is moved out and goes back to where it came. Expiration. There's a moving out. I like things moving in, but something's got to move out. Something's got to expire. Can I just stop and preach just for a second here today? We need some things to expire in our life. We need some spirits to take their final breaths in our life so God can move in the right spirit. Come on, that's good stuff right there. Something has to take its final breath and we say, goodwill to you, my brother. We're laying you down and we're bearing you real deep because something else has got to raise up in me. And David is saying this, I remember when I used to have a new spirit. I remember when I used to have a right spirit. But I have picked up a spirit that's not right. It's not doing me well. It's caused me to murder. It's causing me to commit adultery. All kind of stuff going on me. God, I need to exhale this. I need to get this out of me. And I need it to expire. I want it done. I want it finished. The Bible says he fell on his face. He ripped his clothes. He put ashes on himself. That's what they did in that day when they were feeling really repentant. And, and he goes through all, because I need this spirit to die. It's got to expire. But God, in the process, don't leave me spiritless. Pick up something over here and create within me a right spirit. I need my heart right. Can somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house today. I need the right spirit in me. I need that. Old spirits have to go. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this, in the last seven days, some of you have really, really leaned into God creating that space for you. And, and there are some spirits. And I, if I could take the time, I guarantee you, there's some old spirits. And I'm not trying to get spooky with all that. But there's some old spirits that tried to claw. 
I'm not coming out of here. I'm having fun in this house. I'm taking up ownership in this house. And you're praying it, and it's wanting to stick. It's wanting to stay. But I'm going to tell you today, today we're going to believe by the grace and help of God, that old spirit's got to go. It's got to expire. It's done. Somebody say, it's done. Hallelujah. It's, it's epitaph is going to be written, in, and that is this. It was once with me, but I've been renewed by the power of the right spirit in me. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Can I just tell you something else? I, I, had, um, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they said that um, uh, some, no, it's, this is no one connected to our church that they're talking about. Uh, so you can talk about people that are not in the church. No, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I just see if y'all still listening. But, but, but he was talking to me about one of his siblings, and he said, man, I got to tell you, I, I, I made some wrong choices when I was young, but I came back to God. He said, but my, my sibling never did, and they, they, they look a hundred years older, and it's wore them out. And, and the, the way of their living, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the wrong spirit will wear you out. It'll wear you down. And I looked at that person, and I said, you know, I would think, and this was dining last night, and, and we were talking this talking. I said, you would think that people would just see it and think, well, look at my sibling and the life they're living and the, the health and the blessings and, and where they're at. Doesn't mean they hadn't had some tough times, but just look at their life and look where I'm at. You think they just see that and go, hey, bro, I'm tired of this living in here. We got to have an expiration of this spirit. And my will has not worked out good for me. I'm going to lean into what my brother's doing. I'm going to lean into what my sibling's doing I'm, because they've got something in them. You would think that would happen, but that old wrong spirit causes our eyes to be blinded. And sometimes we can't see the wrong spirit in us. Is that right? Sometimes people have things going on in their life that they can't even see. That's the beauty of the grace of God because God does see it and doesn't kill you. <laughs> but the grace of God, he comes in and he shows you what you cannot see. Now, some people go, well, I don't like him to show it. I don't even like this kind of message because I'm starting to see a little bit of it. And I resist it and I fight against it. And that's the grace of God saying, listen, bro, I'm showing you with kindness and love. I'm not beating you up. I'm not dragging you down here. I'm not trying to bloody your back or bloody your knees. I'm just giving you an opportunity for life change that life can be sweeter with the newness of the right spirit. Man, I got to tell you that. I've, uh, So this week, old spirits have to go, and now it's time for renewal today. And, and, and God breathed on me again with the Spirit and renew me again. Renew me again. If you look that up, renew, in your dictionary, it says to make new again. Or it says to build in other words, God builds something up in me that's fresh again. S start over and do where I've become complacent in the spirit, renew me again. Where my spirit has become stale and crusty and about my faith and my walk with God and my hope in God has become hopeless, renew the right spirit in me. I believe every one of us need a revival, revival of a renewal of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
Now, Pastor, you just flipped gears on us a little bit, and you've been saying the right spirit, and you just said we need a revival of the Holy Spirit in our life. Are you doing a bait and switch? No, not at all. Because he says, create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, but then we'll flesh this out a little bit more, Davy. Talk to us. So I go to the next verse, verse 11, and I look this. It says this, cast, cast me not away from thy presence. And Lord, take not the Holy Spirit from me. Whew. See, everybody, everybody knows that verse 10, but people sometimes don't read on. Because I believe when I get the Holy Spirit in my life to start giving it control in my life, it helps me in my attitude and my spirit and my love. It helps, me, it helps me to walk right and think right and talk right and be right and make the right moves in my life and make the right choice. It doesn't mean I become perfect by no means. But it, it, it's, it's God create within me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit. What, what kind of right spirit is that? Oh, by the way, hey, Lord, I just don't, don't let me leave your presence. I, got, I, got, I have to stay in the presence of God because in the presence of God there's fullness of joy. In the middle of all my struggling, I have to have the presence of God. And Lord, listen to this. Don't take the Holy Spirit from me. There's only two times in the Old Testament that I can find where it says Holy Spirit uh, in the Old Testament. We hear all about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, but we get a flash, a little advanced package of it in the Old Testament here in Psalms 51 where he says this, and it's one, one of only two times it happens. He said, hey, don't take what's holy from me. Don't take the Holy Spirit from me. I just have to tell you, it ties into me a Holy Spirit being a right spirit. Does that make sense to y'all? Lord, flow, flow over me with your spirit uh, again. Lord, Lord, maybe I have picked up some little, added some little leeches onto my spirit, some leeches onto the presence of God, some leeches that are pulling me away from the presence of what God wants. There's all kind of leeches in our world, Right? All kind of leeches. God, remove that stuff. Don't let me. I want to be in your presence. And, Lord, keep your spirit nigh to me because with your spirit nigh to me, Lord, there will be transformation and I will have the right spirit in me. <laughs> I, have a, I have a statement for you, and, and I'm closing. Uh, Scott, come up here and give me some renewal music. Because I believe having the Spirit in you will help you do the next right thing in your life. I believe the right Spirit in a church will, 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 see, will see growth and unity because it's healthy. And, but this is the statement I want to I anchor down to, at the end of this message today. It's powerful, man. Being filled with the Spirit is not so much asking how much of the Spirit I have but how much of me the Spirit has. Did you read that? Being filled with the Spirit is not so much asking how much of the Spirit I have, but how much of me the Spirit has. So, this is the Spirit, okay? Sorry. 
Yes, I got it. It's not me finding how much of the Spirit I have. So this is the Spirit. And I, Lord, I, I think I, wanna, I want this much today. Or, or, or this much. Mm, don't like that end of it today. I'll take this much. It's not about me finding how much of the Spirit I have. But how much the Spirit has me. It's, this is a pitiful, I didn't, wasn't going to play it out like this, but. Are you getting the picture? It's not me grasping it. It's, this, it's it grasping me. And it's it changing my life. It's it doing something in my life. And it's covering me and changing me. It's not me. Let, let, let me just say this. Oh, this looks going to look really good on Facebook. If you're going to church, make sure you're in a church that's more than just how much of the Spirit do we want to hold on to? Do we want enough for a cool band? We want enough for great music. We want enough of this. I'm sick of being in control. I want the Spirit to have control of me. Is that, are you with me? I want to be a part of something that's bigger than just a room full of believers. I want to be a part of something that the Spirit starts consuming me and taking over my life. Create within me a new heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me, God. I've been trying to own you. I need you to own me. I've been trying to grasp you. I need you to grasp me. Because when you grasp me, you're going to make me right. <laughs> Forgive my horrible illustration here today. I need the Spirit to make me right. Lord, I've been trying to do it myself. I'm, I'm Davy. <laughs> my Spirit. Whoo. My spirit, I sucked in some wrong air and spirit in my life. And, whew, Lord, I didn't like what I saw. But I've been trying to hold. If you'll do me a favor, I don't want to leave your presence. And God, don't take your spirit. Renew, renew in me, renew in me a right spirit. Do y'all feel what I feel in the room? Renew in me a right spirit. <clears throat> Sorry, sometimes I kind of get overwhelmed. 
Lord, I feel the Spirit here today. The Bible says through the foolishness of preaching, men's hearts are saved. I've been acting like a fool up here. I know some of y'all have real professional jobs. Mine's not real professional sometimes. Renew a right spirit. You helped me last week to create a void. But now renew, renew it. Bring back, bring back the new that I used to have.